Hey you guys, how are you doing today? I hope that you are having the most best, fabulous day you could possibly be having today. I am having the most fabulous day that I could have today and I'm still doing some work and obviously I am putting some things together for the podcast. Today I wanted to formally introduce you to a local philanthropist in his own right, Mr. Mark. He owns two businesses so he's very special in this bonus series. He owns DP Atlas, which is a um, housing business um, and more details of such. He's still trying to land, land some things and make some organization around that. But he also is putting together Tiki Queen Management, baby. If you've ever been to anything that he has um, had hands on in coordinating um, maybe a drag show that you might have seen locally or even just doing um, local stuff for the LGBTQ plus community, um, Mark probably had a hand in it. He he serves on the board um, in one of those capacities here locally and in addition to a lot of other organizations here in Lynchburg. And that's why I call him a philanthropist because... Mark's superpower, if you read in his in his notes and what I put on Instagram, is that you know he his um, superpower is that he knows how to draw community together, and his biggest goal is how to do that. You know, a lot of times we are so stuck on our own individual conceptual ideas of how to bring people together, but it's when we can compile and um, put together all of our collective efforts and make. Um, things happen is when the magic happens, to be totally honest with you. Um, Mark is a very dear friend of mine, and I just see so many great things for him in 2022. Um, without any further ado, oh, also, <laughs> this interview is saucy, honey. <laughs> so if you're not ready for no sauce, you might not want to listen. Uh, Mark also has a way of um, not sugarcoating things, and that is most definitely a thing that I love about him most, and I'm also very much the same way. So um, we 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 tackle a little bit of the taboo of what um, local struggles we also have sometimes in the spaces that we take up. So hope you thoroughly enjoy this um, interview, and um, I'll talk to you all later. All right. This is a real account of entrepreneurship, the good, the bad, and unsure. Social media would have you think you have a great thought, then boom, you blow up. It is the farthest thing from the normal backstory. Here we will air the real entrepreneur struggle from customer service, vendors, and the day-to-day -day business. Welcome to Business After Dark with Sharice Chambers. Hey, you guys, how you doing? How's your mother, brother, sister, cousin doing? I hope that you're doing absolutely well. It is a Monday. You know, if look, if you guys follow me, I kind of low-key just tell you all about my life. Today is a admin day for me. So, of course, it's also recording podcast day for me. And today we have somebody extraordinarily fabulous, as all of my bonus episode um, people have been thus far, Mark. Um, and Mark owns DP Atlas LLC and Tiki Queen Management, baby. So he's the first person on here who actually has two businesses. So we go die. We got we got so much to talk about. So many times, and particularly why I picked Mark for this episode is because I like to call him the dreamer. Right? He thinks so big, but the reason why he has a me is because I'm like, all right, so let's dissect that. And I feel like a lot of our entrepreneur, a lot of us are 
serial entrepreneurs. We have like so many thoughts and dreams, but I would like to, the come away for me at the end of this episode for you is I want you to figure out how to tunnel vision all of that because you can go make yourself go crazy. And I know Mark has got himself going crazy because he dreams big and there's so many moving pieces. Like how do we navigate that as entrepreneurs so that we can get to the bag, so we can get to our wins, so we can get to all the things and, and provide the services we see that are needed in our community. So welcome, Mark. How are you doing today? I am wonderful. It's a Monday. It's cold, but I'm here. Yes, 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 yes. Monday's I feel like it's most productive for most people because it's the beginning of the week. They're like, I'm going to get all the things done. But catch me on a Wednesday, baby. We're not going to get nothing done. After, right. <laughs> if you don't give me something before Wednesday, it's probably yes. not going to get done. Let me tell you. Is your week very much like that? Like Monday is you're like, let me conquer all the things. And then as the week progresses, it's like, uh, nah. <laughs> yeah, like I take my, I mean, you know, I do on Sunday, I said, you know, I was texting you and I was like, hey, I'm getting my week ready. Mm -hmm. you know, let's make sure that we're good on this. And, right. you know, that's what I do. I just, I now I do, you know, I get my week ready. I figure out what's going to happen this week. If I got any doctor's appointments, mm -hmm. if I have, you know, work going on, cause you know, on top of just being a business owner, I also right. have my actual nine to five as well. Right. So, you know, I'd be doing that and that that's a new job for me too. So it's mm -hmm. all sorts of different things happening all at once that I'm just going in and, trying to work through and figure out what's happening, make sure I don't forget anything, make sure I don't forget to eat during some time. <laughs> so we would be doing that too, because I'd be forgetting sometimes I to eat like lunch. I you, you're sitting here with me, because I'm most definitely looking at my granola bar and my banana. Now, I drank my coffee. The coffee always go get drank. But the food, <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, all right, I'm going to eat this after I get off this interview right. with Mark. I feel called out. It's okay. I need the call out moment. So what is it that you do at your nine to five? Yeah, so I am now the new associate director of development uh, for a community health organization in Lynchburg, Virginia called uh, Johnson Health Center. Um, they are a community health center that helps, uh, that gives health care um, on a lot of integrated health care uh, to the underserved and the uninsured uh, mm -hmm. within. So we have nine different sites all throughout uh, Lynchburg and the Lynchburg region area that and my job is that I am now um, their newest fundraising person. Um, okay. They've never had a program before um, I've came in today um, mm -hmm. or I just started November 1st. So okay. I just started, you know, got all the things running. So we're, it is a lot of uh, new things for the organization to go through. Uh, so that I've been just starting all that, starting all that. And it's, it's been fun. It's been a lot of work, um, but it's not something that I call a job. It's something that I call a career. So okay. I enjoy it a lot. Yeah. And you guys, um, just a little backstory. Mark is no stranger to the the, um, the Johnson Health Center. Is it it's a, a nonprofit sector? Yep. Or yes, okay, yeah. And and Mark is no stranger to the nonprofit sector. He sits on many a boards of nonprofits. So you know, he, you have the the um the resume for this very space. And I know that they're grateful to have you on their staff and you're an asset to the team. So yeah, congratulations on this new position. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, it is a lot of work. I always say, whenever anyone asks me, you know, what do you do? I just say, I do a lot. Um, yeah. I don't, I do a lot um, because I enjoy community impact and I especially enjoy the nonprofit space. You know, it's not, you're not in the nonprofit space for the money. You're in the nonprofit space for the mission. Uh, right, some, for sure. and, 
when you get the right job, the money's just going to, the money's going to be there. Right. The money's going to be there at the end of the day. So. I really believe that that same mindset goes for even for profits. I mm-hmm. mean, if you are in business to just make a bag, then you're not going to go far because it takes a long time to curate clientele, um, return purchasers, mm-hmm. um, and, and all the other things that go on behind the scenes. So, yeah. Um, so how long have you been an entrepreneur? Oh, how long have I been an entrepreneur? I haven't been an, an entrepreneur for so long. Like you said in the you know introduction, um, I have been a dreamer. Um, and I dream and I think about what things, how can I have changed the spaces that I'm in uh, throughout? So I recently started uh, DP Atlas, not, I think it was February actually of 2021 that I actually got my a license for it. But, you know, I've been trying to plan DP Atlas around uh, community need, and it's mm-hmm. more focused around uh, the mental health sphere, um, the mental health sphere, I mean, and more specifically around uh, a specific sector of emergency custody orders and temporary detention orders and building integrated healthcare around these specific spaces, because a lot of times, you know, we all have mental health challenges, right? right? We all have those days that um, are just, they're a lot for people. And sometimes it's a lot more for some people and getting the help that they need in that in that specific frame of, my, of time is where my company wants to move into, is helping, is getting that emergency help. And then if they need follow-up care, they have that. Or if they need longer treatment courses, then I, that's what I want to build into. So right. there's a lot of work in space. So that's why DP Atlas is a much more of a, it's a bit of a hold, not in a holding pattern, but it's more of a, there's a lot of research and development that still needs right. to be taken in place. And that's for a huge sure. piece. Right, um, for sure. Yeah. And then what else? Tiki Management, Tiki Queen Management, actually working, I'm working with a partner on. Uh, uh, we recently had signed our partnership agreement and that's for management of artists and more specifically drag queens. Um, and this helps drag queens who have not had the talent management, the artistry management, the brand development team behind them to build them up to where they can become those TV stars that you see all the time or, um, you know, those people that work that are in the advertisements that you may see or are part of company cultures now or are company spokespersons and mm-hmm. building them up to that part. You know, there's basic things that I just learned over the time of my experience. I had great people behind me. I had great mentors, you know, I, you know, we always talk almost every month to try and figure mm-hmm. out where, what spaces are we moving into next? What are we planning on? Um, I think I know that we're supposed to talk soon about our, like I said, the the tax game, trying to figure out what's going on with this new inflation around the taxes um, and the tax code for income. And that's what and for me, that's kind of what I want to do for the artists is what's coming down the pipeline. What's new? What is good? And what how can I get you to where you want to be in your own career? Because right. um, I help a lot. of I help people through that. And. And a lot of things is that people don't know that I own two businesses and that's intentional because Mm. it's intentional because I'm building them to be successful 
Right. And and I don't want you to know about them yet because the people that need to know does know. Right. You know, my team knows uh, the people that I contract with, like, you know, and and the people that are going to become my clients know about it. Right. If it's in Oregon, you know, I don't do my I don't do the businesses for the award. Right. So I'm right. not I'm not here planning to get um, I'm not here intentionally planning to try and get business awards. Right. Um, I'm not here to try and get you know, the most clout on social media. I'm right. here to affect change. Right. And I'm here to grow people. Right. You know, and like I said, you know, the money will come when the money comes. Right. It's just, how do you, how do I, you know, your, your saying is the system and processes. Right. You know, how do you build those out? Right. So. Right. Cause if you lay the right foundation, all the other stuff is, it, it, it has to come. There's like no right. ifs, ands or buts about it. I know. For yes. a fact. And as you're speaking, you know, the very first thought, um, thought came to me is like you're a community leader right at the end of the day and I know right. that a lot of community leaders who move the needle in the culture and you know in in spaces we need it but you know that that job does not come lightly I, I totally know you know we, we could list a whole bunch of community leaders um uh, of old and of future and you know mm -hmm. it's not a, a light um crown to bear on any mm -hmm. occasion right um you know you're trying to and most definitely but one thing that's consistent between both of your businesses is that you're trying to create in inclusivity and equity and, mm -hmm. uh, and all those things so i most definitely see a theme about what you're doing across the board within both of those businesses yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. and i think you've already kind of low-key already tackled the next question was why are you so passionate and I, it sounds like you just have a, a heart for the people and we need more people like that who um really come from a, a lens of um understanding a lens of um creating safe spaces you know and yeah. and i know as much as we want to have diversity it also create there is something to be said about spaces of inclusiveness where um we create a space just for um, a marginalized group of people as well. Cause yeah. sometimes people like it. I, it's so funny. TikTok. I keep saying this. TikTok is a very weird place where people, I, I understand the argument, but I just also like, why is it an argument? It, it's right. almost, so, you know, we talk about, there's no space for the plus, you know, I'm a plus size girl. There's yep. no spaces for the plus size. So we finally get right. like a lane Brian in the plus size. And then, you know, smaller people will say, well, there's nothing in here for me. You have so that that's the, that's the point. The this industry is catered towards. Right. You. Exactly. So this safe space just for people who are 14 and bigger, yes. they can come to this space and know that they, they go be at least be able to find one piece of clothing. Right. But right. you have all these other options, but because the thing is, I think people confuse, um, uh, spaces like that where they're like well I thought we were trying to be inclusive yes but <laughs> there also needs to be safe spaces for in general for everybody like there and, and to be totally honest I don't think people actually realize it but there's safe spaces for all groups there's safe spaces just for mommies there's safe spaces mm -hmm. for dads there's safe spaces for single people divorced mm -hmm. people married people so I don't understand the logic where it's like Everyone feels like yes, we have we need inclusivity because there because there's no proper representation of a collective, right? So if your mm -hmm. board is all non um 
um I don't know the word I'm trying to look for, but not they're, they're all white people. Let's just say what it is. It's all white people. You don't have diversity of mind thinking, right? Everyone has right. a different, um, you know, uh, and um, that actually brings up that, you know, that for me brings up um, a good point because, you know, I'm a no holds bar. I will right. say how it is. And I'm honest and transparent because at the end of the day, you're not going to move anything forward without being honest and transparent about the situation, the reality of things. If your board is for, especially for nonprofits, if your board, you know, the nature of business is that it's inherently diverse. You're supposed to, your business needs to be diverse in order to be successful. So diversity is one piece. You also need to be inclusive in order to be successful. Mm -hmm. You need to understand that the people that are going to come in are from all sorts of, you know, different demographics. Mm -hmm. Are you, you don't, are your, is your brand going to be inclusive for those people? Mm -hmm. And, you know, some people will say, well, you know, it is supposed to be a safe space for this. Okay, perfect. Within that specific demographic, are you inclusive of those specific demographics? There are like a mom safe space. Are you inclusive of all sorts of moms, the single moms, the black moms, the Hispanic moms, the moms that aren't, that are adopted moms, because they can't, because they naturally, they can't produce children. And like, you know, they need their space within it too, because there are pieces, are there, you know, are there, are there safe, is that, are your, sorry, I'm just trying to think, because <laughs> you can get me going on, you know, about this type of stuff. It gets us you know? riled up because we're trying to, it, I guess I'm like kind of over trying to explain all of the the things. So it's like, yeah, right. it, 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 I think it's the frustration of it all, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, if you're bored, if your board isn't, if you want it to be intentional about inclusion and diversity, your board needs to be more inclusive than having your, and I'm just going to say it, your token black person on the board that is known in the community. Right. There, there are more people in the community than the one person that you have on your board. Right. There are more people that you should be taking in. And, you know, you can have all the resource lists you want, mm-hmm. you know, but have you, I haven't heard a meeting, I haven't heard a, you know, a multicultural, or I'm going to say multicultural, because there are, can be different types of meetings for different people. Right. You know, I haven't heard one of those in a while. So if your board is, if your board as a nonprofit is aimed to be inclusive, mm-hmm. then you need to ensure that you have more than just one person on your board that represents your diversity so that it can meet your quota and you can say, yeah, we're, we're inclusive because of that. Because I've seen and heard way too many times of we're inclusive because we're doing, you know, we're letting things come up. We're doing, you know, we've done one meeting Mm -hmm. where we talk about the issues of um, the people. We talk about the issues at this one meeting, (laughs) but then we don't have any follow-up whatsoever. Oh, when you know, the you meeting is supposed people, to be consistent. Look, oh, Mark, you go. You about to make everybody rowdy, but you know what? These are the conversations we really need to be having. Let's let's be clear, because we're both people of um of um the minor of a marginalized right. people, right? So the thought process for me too is because you know I I am black, so right, and I'm also a female, so I I fit two two boxes. I check two boxes. Mm-hmm. The other part too is like um. One consistency, and we talk about that. That's in life, like personal business, whatever. Showing up, having one meeting 
um, having um, one community annual cookout having right yeah like that seems very performative and we're in a space no more where we need to um continue to um i don't know it's very much it's giving very much performative because yes even when i worked at other jobs and i can say it now because i don't work there no more but j crew they would rather give us pizza or food or $20 gift cards like i'm like sir like and and something i've learned in entrepreneurship is that i can hire somebody who aligns with their their wheelhouse right something that like they understand marketing they understand social media they understand organization like giving people tasks and jobs um in the scope of what their ministry is you would have that person will do three times work for you because it comes easy to them mm-hmm. like make it make sense but yet mm-hmm. you'd rather um um handpick someone you believe you want to have in leadership i saw i've applied for jobs um met all the criteria and and have gotten turned down because they already knew who they wanted to hire in that position right. so it's like so why didn't you why did you put up the job application in the first place for all these people to dream about possibly being because there because that's you... because that's what's required by law, right? They got right. they got to post it, right? So um, these internal conversations, what I call them, the kitchen talk of it all behind the scenes. Like, if you don't understand politics, I mean, very much business life. It, it is. I'm not saying people aren't good hearted because I, I for sure feel like there are a, a a a good amount of people who I associate with, like you. You know, the people I, I've mm-hmm. interviewed yep, thus yep. far who genuinely are looking to get to the bag help people all the things right right? but the other part is you can't you come off disingenuine when it's time to um add people to the board and this is the time when you're like hey so what do you think how do you think we can get more diversity when all year you had the time to um cultivate relationships with people and then ask them if they wanted to be on the board, not a month before you guys are about to decide and finalize who's going to be on the board or look right. for, because a lot of people, I'll tell you right now, I have invited friends, you know, people, other um, entrepreneurs who I thought would be great on boards that I have served on or are currently serving on. And one of the things to them is like, oh, well, there's not a lot of diversity, you know, and they don't want to be that, person only person either and i understand we have to at some point if we want the change it does require us to do some work but at the same time if it's not a safe space i'm not going to intentionally put myself in i wouldn't say harm's way but like right mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like take the bulk of the things because I've, i'm on some boards ha- and have been on some boards where it's 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 tough like it is yeah <laughs> I mean, right exactly yeah. yeah that part so it's yeah like, and I mean, and you know, and I, we can, you know, we can go on and on about all of it. I think the thing is, is that, you know, for us as entrepreneurs, we need to always keep in our, our frame of mind. Can I, for the sustainability and profitability of my business, is it going to be, is my business going to be inclusive to where, to the demographic that I am seeking to uh, market to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it can be any, like for me, my, one of the businesses is right. Like drag, drag queen management, mm-hmm. you know, drag queen and artistry management. Right. That in itself is 
that can be inclusive of so many different uh, demographics of those that are wanting to perform or those that want to build that artistry because, you know, we can, you know, there are those that are part of the LGBTQ. There are those that are actually not a part of the LGBTQ, but are wanting to be um, a part of the, are wanting to be a part of the industry in its own mm-hmm. sense. There are those that are, um, there are those that are just, that just enjoy it. And it's just a, it's a way of escaping for them. So how can, so, you know, making sure that you're intentional in all your processes to say, yeah, we are going to want to make sure that we're diverse and inclusive in our space mm-hmm. so that we can also be a model for other spaces to say that this is how we want, that this is how we can help. Um, this is how we can help the industry. And this is how we can help our community in that sense. Right. All right. So let's let's switch gears here a little bit. And we talked, I feel like we've talked about the hard things for sure. But yeah. what has been the easiest thing about being an entrepreneur in the spaces you're in? what has been the easiest thing um (laughs) has there been an easy space i mean i mean being a new entrepreneur so here so the thing is like being an entrepreneur but then also having to balance your nine to five it is it is not an easy space Mm -hmm. to be in um i do find it a little bit easier um especially with a business partner because then you can both share the responsibilities to figuring things out but, you know, is entrepreneurship really easy? You know, you, you know, it's, it's, it can get easier right. over time, but does it, is it ever, ever going to be easy? I mean, because you always have to make sure that you're adapting to the marketplace. You always have to make sure that, you know, you're keeping your systems and processes in check. You got to make sure that you're accountable, especially if you're a nonprofit, you have to yeah. make sure you count up to right. all them different rules. Um, you always have to be prepared in case some them IRS audits come through, mm-hmm. especially now with the new, um, the new you know law around mm-hmm. the transactions. So mm-hmm. if there's, you know, if you're making those big transactions, which great, you know, it's great that you're making those big transactions. Right. Make sure that you have your processes for accounting that right. says, you know, if this happens, you know, if we get an an an, an audit for for the IRS. Make sure all of our receipts, all of our accounting is in order right? Um, so that we can make sure that this is smooth transition. We have everything and we don't have to worry about anything. Right. It, right. They can, we can just pass it all on them and right. they can do their job and we can go, we can continue right. our business from there instead of scrambling around mm-hmm. to try and get that figured out. Look, um, I, look, y'all, I ain't paid Mark to say all of that, but he's <laughs> right. You know, you you speak my love language because, you know, I'm the bookkeeper of it also. Right. And and you're, you ain't saying nothing I ain't had already said. And that's another reason why I'm interviewing people, because I don't want people just to hear my voice. I want them to hear other people's voice, basically really echoing what I already say. And I, I mean what I said. OK, <laughs> I said right. what I said. And I want y'all to <laughs> right. I said what I said to my quote, my queen, Nini. OK, and... OK, <laughs> so. <laughs> That's the uh, that's that's the whole point. So, what's something you wish you knew before you started business? Ooh, what do what did I wish I knew? I started. Um, uh, I think, you know, there's there's a lot of I think there's a lot of things, but I would say that my top thing is um, how to. I think because I think I know this is going to be one of our top topics mm-hmm. is how do you tunnel in 
your big dreams and visions. Yeah, mm -hmm, for sure. Um, for me, you know, yeah. it's more specifically because, you know, like you said, I am a big dreamer. I'm a big mm -hmm. thinker. I will, I can think about what is, what is this need of right. the, of the market or, right. you know, where can I fit into this marketplace? Right. And, and for me, being able to narrow that down is harder for me. Now I've right. utilized, you know, mind mapping is one thing. Um, you know, I do con, we do, uh, we sit down and do consults together mm -hmm. to, to figure out, you know, what things look like, get ideas because, you know, there are a lot, there are things that are blind spots that you may not know about. Mm -hmm. So how do you do that? So I think that is for me, one of the, one of the things that I wish I knew how to do that I wish I knew before going into that was making sure that you think about your tunneling your, your dreams so right. that you can focus in and start hitting those different blind spots that you might have. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, for sure. So what's the biggest thing you've learned since you've gone into business? Uh, what is the biggest thing I've learned? I've learned, actually, I'm going to be honest. I learned a lot about accounting and finances mm -hmm. from that. Um, just personally, like, so outside of doing the consults with you, right. Cause you right. are, cause you know, I have, you know, we work together and we're, I'm contracting you right. and, and, you know, following your stories, but then also kind of just reading up on, you know, how do you, how do you deal with certain things? How do you expense certain things? What is expensable and not even if I don't think expensable is a word, but it's a Monday. So <laughs> it's a word today. Right. Um, you know, what, expenses do you have you know right. what what expenses are going to be in you know think i th i can i took what i learned from the first from my dp atlas business that i'm start that i'm working on still and i moved that over into and learned how to do that in tiki queen management mm. because i learned from this one business hey you got to make sure that you have this 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 and this set up uh you know you have to make sure that you're um you're registered. You have the accounting software prepared. You got the legal contracts. You got to make sure that you have your business plan ready. That's another thing that I learned a lot of is the business plan. Right. That is, you know, because that's your, that's your framework. That's your framework to get you rolling. And if you right. have that, if you take your time, you're doing your research and development, you're doing your, your marketing, you're doing your talking to people, right. you know, you're, you're visiting your SBDC. Because that you're a small business development center, wherever you are, that those are different resources that you have free to you so that you can figure out how to put your business in the right motion. And for me, I did all of those things. I talked to people. I talked with, especially for Tiki Queen Management, me and my business partner, we talked with, we consulted, you know, financial people. We consulted um I consulted some friends who are in legal spaces. Mm -hmm. I consulted some of the artists themselves that would become clients, you know, working on that piece. I, I consulted one client, one potential client that we're actually working on because they're already in the space that a lot of our Queens are going to get into. Mm -hmm. And, and I planned my business around, I'm going to try and capture you from your management because I also mm -hmm. saw how, the management company that they're under right now is not best serving them. Mm -hmm. And so 
how do I business? How do I, how did I, how do I build my business to serve them the way that the business management is currently serving them, but also is failing them? And where can I continue to, where can I bridge that gap and bring that unique piece in? And, you know, and I've told, and my partner and my business partner knows them very well. And we're having those, those kind of conversations, you know, around, well, let's see what we can do. You know, where can we go? Because this person could be in an amazing, in so many different spaces. And, and I, and I can see where their potential can be. It's just the management is not giving them the space to be good at what they do or the space to, to try and fail in that space. You know, you can try something and it could fail. It could flop. We all do it all the time. We're entrepreneurs. We, we can try so many different things and fail. That's fine, Mm -hmm. but we have the space to do it. And I think that's also where, you know, it's good for me right now to be in my nine to five with the, with the side entrepreneurship, because I, I have bills to pay. Right. So if something happens, you know, in this early framework, I still have my job that I can rely on to pay that that as long as I do my work. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, pay for the bills that I need to pay right. while I'm working on building those successes in my business. Right. And so then it becomes, you know, and I might honestly not quit my nine to five. It might just be mm-hmm. easier for me. Um, because I can balance both. So, you know, some people want to just move into an in entrepreneur space, 500% all the power to them. I support it. And there are people that may want to just have both and it may just be extra income for them. And for mm-hmm. me, that's kind of my thing is I want to do that. So, you know, it's, there's a lot of different factors in that. And I think that's also really one of the biggest things is that entrepreneurship is complex. It is mm-hmm. not simple. You don't, you know, you can go on social media and Instagram and said, and have all these people that say, oh, this and that. and the th-, Because that's one of the things about social media, mm-hmm. you know, is you can see the glamour and life about everything and everybody. Mm-hmm. And then you get on and then you get on like, you know, one of these podcasts, because I listen to this all the time mm-hmm. and you can see the background. You can see right. the real stuff. That Look, goes on. honey, that's the why real. on Money Making Mondays, I come with no makeup on because it's my ad right. day. Y'all, I'm not about to, I am not about to put no makeup on when I plan on being in the house all day. I'm not. Right. I'm not. I'm no. Not, right. I don't care. Like, yeah. I put exactly. One up. Exactly. I put the right. Shoulder up. I put them down because I don't care because that is not what entrepreneurship is. It is not the glitz and the glam. It is the work behind the scenes. It is the work behind the scenes. It is those nights that you're up till one or two o'clock in the morning to try and make sure that you know where you're going to have to go next. It's exactly. for me. That's what happens a lot of times is I'm up, you know, one or two o'clock in the morning to make sure that I'm figuring out what spaces I need to get into, who do I need to talk to? How do I get to where I need to go? Um, you know, making sure that the contracts are set up the way that it needs to be set up so that I can send them out the next morning so that they can be, you know, reviewed and I can get ready to, I'm, I make sure that I learn my stuff mm-hmm. so that I know when I get into my spaces, I know I don't have to be an expert, but I do know what's happening. I do know right. what I'm talking about. 
And the other thing too is I love that you said that you, you know, you were still thinking about and the option is that you're staying at your job because we already know too, if y'all listen to my podcast, I don't entrepreneur shame anybody, you know, um, right. Because somebody has to be entrepreneurs. That's one thing. But two, like if the job that you have is fulfilling the need, then what's the problem? And the other thing too is it's funny, like that that kind of is counterproductive because we people are always talk about you need to have multiple streams of income. Well, ain't a job with another stream of income? And I know right. that yep. I guess the argument is that you're exchanging your time for that space and a lot of people work places that you know don't value them. But if you work right. somewhere that values you, you're bringing value to the table. And in addition, you can do your non, you can do your business too. I mean, I think that's the best of both. I worked um, at J Crew for eight years, baby. Right. I should have worked the extra two so I can get that extra bonus or whatever they give people when they get to a decade. Um, right, it's the longest job I ever had. But I, I was doing taxes during that same time. I was actually I was working another job while I was working at J Crew. I was working two full time jobs and running my business. Right. You know, and that's the thing is like, I mean, I'm only 24 years old. I have mm -hmm. no time. I have no reason to be getting out of for me right now uh, for me. And that's why I'm saying for person. That's right. why I always say for me personally, because every person's, you know, path and mm -hmm. destiny is different for me. I don't have any plans on getting out of the workforce. I don't need to really. I have, you know, I have those student loans. Mm -hmm. They are a lot. Um, and for me working in a nonprofit, I can get all of my student loans forgiven after 10 years. Mm -hmm. And in that meantime, I'm also building my career in those 10 years time right. span while Dude, also building I my business. I thought about going back to a nine to five if, if the right opportunity came. And you know what? I had an interview. Right. If the right family. opportunity came. Right. right. And there should be no shaming. And for someone to go back to that nine to five when they when when it is the right opportunity for them. Right. Right. Because it looks different. Um, I was having a conversation and you guys will hear Michelin's um, episode very soon. And she was talking about um, she now has the position. So I now I can talk about it. But she, you know, basically going in as a um, a curator of things or and, it, and and I think sometimes we get confused. A nine to five doesn't mean that it's a nine to five. <laughs> right. Like I, you know, if someone was like, hey, I want to hire you, but we want you just to consult us in our financial space or whatever yes it's a job and yes they could probably give me a w-2 or a 1099 i mean i guess it, whatever that space could look like but you know when when people are requiring your time and space because i have been actually um asked they um some someone downtown um somebody on a board that I, I I serve on, she was like, hey, these people are looking for like a bookkeeper, but I don't know, you know, the details. And I was like, at, at that time, I was like, I I have taken another bookkeeping um, job before, mm -hmm. actually too. And I actually hated it because one, they used a system that I did not have access to remotely. So I had to physically be at their location when I did my work there. So that was one mm -hmm. thing that I really didn't care for. But two, I had another client where they like, wanted me to be on site. And I was just like, you know what? That's when I realized like clients who want me to be where they, you know, where they are just is not conducive to the kind of clients that I want to curate to. I want mm -hmm. someone who I can work remotely anytime I want to. If I want to do look at your books at two o'clock in the morning, then I can. I don't mm -hmm. have to like wait for anybody to let me in the building or, you know, mm -hmm. or do a day early or whatever. So, you know, again, um, recognizing and being able to pivot even I'll tell you guys now because <laughs> let's see I'm looking at um 
my schedule. Mark's episode won't come out until January. So (laughs) by that time, I will have already pivoted. But I'm telling y'all right now, um, Financial Fancy is pivoting to digital products. And that doesn't mean that I'm not going to be doing bookkeeping anymore or consultations. But what it does mean, though, is that I'm not making any more. Mark already knows I'm only taking Mm -hmm. five bookkeeping clients. And actually, a couple months ago, I was like 10. And the reason why that number changed is because what I'm offering as far as bookkeeping, because I offer bookkeeping and uh, and other services, that the value of what I bring has gone up a little bit. So that means I don't need to have as many clients to meet my financial goals because although I'm not chasing a bag, I do have goals. Like I know I need to make X amount of dollars to be able to pay this rent that comes due every month, the electric Mm -hmm. bill and all these other things. But I also know how much money I need to reinvest into my business so that I can move different. I um, just, Mark already knows, I just put, um, my first book is going to be coming out Black Friday. And, you know, it really gave me another thought process because, again, some people don't feel comfortable talking to me about their finances and I get it. But I still want you to get that information. So I'm like, all right, how can I deliver to the people who won't, you know, book me for a consultation? Maybe they'll buy a book so that I can make sure that they take the right steps to open their business and, won't be afraid to get audited and all the other things. So digital, I think digital product products is like the way to go for me as yeah. of right now. And that's where I'm pivoting to. Yeah. And I mean, it's in, and since this episode is coming out in January, right? Like I already pre-ordered that book. I'm ready yeah, by right, Black Friday. I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm ready for that Black Friday to come out, but you know, and it's going to be everything. I mean, it's all the tax deductions I need for my business possibly. Right. And I can then set up, I can sit there at 11, 12 o'clock, one o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning. And start figuring out processes around each of these, each of those business deductions that I can use. Right. And make sure that they make sure there's a process set up around that, making sure that I'm including those different things. So then I will say, like, I mean, and again, like you said, you don't pay me for any of this, uh, none of it. Get that book, get those digital products, get to that self learning because those self learning books, you know, those things that come from those experts are going to be invaluable they are worth more in life and in your business than the money that you're going to have than the money you pay for that book mm-hmm. they are they're going there the information in that book is probably worth 200 times more than what the cost of that book is going to be and if you if you do the ROI for that for that 1499 book mm-hmm. if it if it's 1499 by the time that this recording comes out Oh, um, no, I got it on pre-order. No, I got not. on pre-order, so it, it, it was a <laughs> no, discount. <laughs> I got it on pre-order, so it was a discount for me. See, so there you go. There you go. I um. So, you know, for me, like that ROI is going to be, it may be a hundred percent more than right. what I put into it because I'm putting it in for the success of my business. Right. So that I know that when I go in, and you know, my job as a development person, as a fundraiser is always about building relationships. Mm-hmm. So I'm building relationships with people that are potential clients. Right. I'm building relationships. Like I'm using skills that are transferable from my nine to five into my entrepreneurship or right. from my entrepreneurship into my nine to five. Exactly. You know, and using those, using those different things. And thankfully too, you know, I had, I was blessed with being able to get um, a higher education in, in college, both in undergrad and graduate school. And those also helped me to understand a lot of different pieces that are transferable skills. Mm-hmm. But that, but you know, for someone that may not be able to do that, and that's mm-hmm. fine. Again, we don't shame here. 
we only include and bring them in. Those books are always going to be super important to just try to even even for a 50 percent for a 50 percent return on investment is better than a zero percent. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, we hit on so many things, even beyond, I think this, I, this is probably been my favorite episode thus far. We most definitely. Brought I told you, you know, we can go on and on about this. We can go on about yes, the businesses, but we, 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 I, I wouldn't say addressed, but we most definitely cracked open a conversation piece in the nonprofit sector that we, yes. that I think we talk about, but I think we need to, we're, we are inviting you to the conversation and, um, and, and asking you to, you know, show up. Yes. To show yes. up. Show yeah. up because those nonprofit, you are, you are community facing. You are, you know, for Johnson Health Center, we are patient facing. We are a huge patient, patient facing organization. And we want, and we are making sure that we show up for our patients and for our employees. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I talk about, we hear things all the time about, making sure that we are employee centered uh, and patient centered. And those are huge pieces right. of things that, you know, I've heard, I've heard horror stories from other organizations about, you know, how they don't care about this. Um, thankfully I haven't been a part of any organization that, you know, that has, that has had that happen, you know, within that organization myself, mm-hmm. but I've heard so many horror stories about other organizations that just do not care about, their employees the way that they should. And I'm, mm-hmm. and that's especially and in nonprofits, <clears throat> I've heard way too many stories about, you know, not really about worrying about it as if it's just a regular business. Right. Yes. You can conduct yourself in a sense and in, in the sense of a regular business, but understand that you are more than just a business. You are right. a, a mission. Right. And you, and the business and the people, the, the mission is always one of the most critical things for a nonprofit. Right. For sure. So as we are rounding um, the end of this conversation, what do you want to leave the people with? What is your word of wisdom for today, Mark? One of my, uh, so my, I have two personal mottos. Mm-hmm. I have, um, that actually gets me up every day, even though it's at like 6am sometimes. And I'm not wanting, I'm not a morning person. I'm a very mm-hmm. much a night person, but I get up every day because of these two personal mottos is that I am solution oriented and I'm people driven. And the other motto is that I've never stopped moving forward. No matter how hard things are, especially with the pandemic last year, there were so many different personal and professional things that happened and changes that happened that it just, I was, I will never, I will never forget about them, but, and they taught me so much, but the biggest motto that helped me through all of it was to never stop moving forward. And I think for you, you know, each of you that are listening to this podcast, never stop moving forward, even when it looks like the mo- even when it looks like things are not going the way that it mm-hmm. is. It's going to happen. But you are going to move into the space that you need to move into when it is time. We right. all have our times that we are going to move into those spaces. We all have our... <clears throat> We all have our things that are going to happen in our lives. Mm-hmm. And as long as we, as long as you remain flexible and adaptable and always keep an open mind on things where you're going to just move forward and you're going to move into the spaces that you want to move, that you need to move into and you're going to be successful in right, whatever Kel. you do in life. 
All right, y'all go on past the collection plate. Mark, Pastor Mark has spoken, and I'm <laughs> and I, you know what? You don't even know that spoke to me because I most definitely, well, you know, me and Mark are friends in real life, so he knows like a lot of things that I've been going through, and this yeah. year has been hands down one of the toughest years I've ever experienced as an entrepreneur. Um, well, yeah, as, yeah, I say as an entrepreneur, only because of all the changes with the IRS, um, it really does give me anxiety just thinking about doing taxes next year, but I'm going to press forward and, 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 and move and pivot the way that I know that I need to, in order to get to the, to reposition myself in the space that I need to be in, Yes. but also personally, life has just been crazy, but yeah, it's a lot, it's a lot. And, um, you know, it is. And life is going to always be a lot, you know, mm -hmm. but as long as we can continue to position ourselves in the way that we, the way that helps our, the way that keeps our mental sanity mm -hmm. is important because that's a real thing. Right. And the way that we feel like is going to help us move forward, it's just going to work out. Mm -hmm. That's why, like I said, never stop moving forward. Yeah. Never stop moving forward. Yeah. Things are going like I could be literally crawling on the ground. Things are happening. Bills are due. So many things have been going on, but I will still keep crawling to the point where then everything becomes then right. I can then I can start standing back up again. Mm -hmm. so I just never, you know, there are days that, you know, we've talked about it that are, you know, those those it's those days that are right. really hard. Right. And you're sitting there like, what is like, why me? Why is this happening? Right. Why can I just not catch a break? Why can right. I not breathe? But you can't, you can, you can take the time to kind of rest a little bit. Right. But then once you're done resting, you get right back into it and you just keep going. Right. No matter how far it may seem to you, you're going to reach it at some point. Right. And that's what I have to keep telling myself every single day is you're going to reach it. Every single day. Yep. Every single day. Yeah. Um, also, um, I think also I think I've let some things run their race a little bit longer than they need to. And that's why um this year has been a struggle for me to like find the motivation. I love talk I love the podcast. That's what I really look forward to. And I and and the and the way that I work in it makes sense because I was telling Mark you guys that you know, I have enough podcast bonus episodes to last me until the um to the end of February. And so I know that the podcast is something that I actually love to do. Now, it doesn't bring a big return. I do make money off of it. But, um, you know, it's a great space. Also, like I like teaching people. And that's why I started TTC Academy. And I like the one on ones. And again, I am pivoting and you guys will you will see what's happening as it's happening. I, right. I'm not about making announcements, but, you know, pivoting is most definitely on the horizon and 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 happening simultaneously right now um because financial fancy is is she's she's growing up she's she's something different she was well, she's not I, and i never anticipated that she was going to be the same as she was when i first started um but now i'm, I'm really again making those systems and structures to um position her where she where she's calling to be so that i can thrive and be in good mental health health space and be able to help clients, you know, the way to pull forth the needle some so that they can get the bag and help people very much like I help you. So I appreciate that. Always, always. And, you know, it's always good to have someone that I can, it's always good for us to be friends outside of work because sometimes mm -hmm. you just need those, you just need those people that get to you outside of your business mm -hmm. um, for those life things. 
Right. Because I mean, we can always talk about business all day and we, and you know, sometimes we do, but we can also talk about those life things too. And I think it's important for everyone to have even just those. um, I recently learned they're called the be well buddies or the be well partners, you Mm -hmm. know, helps you to be well Mm -hmm. in such a high stress environment and such a high stress time of everyone's life. So Mm -hmm. Yep, that's true. True, true, true. All right, friend, how can people stay connected to you? I know you you so secretive. Like, Mark, I don't, I don't even, do you even have an Instagram for the business? Uh, no, I don't right now because, I mean, you know, <laughs> those... He's like, nah, y'all gotta... You gotta go right? Me. Yeah, no, I mean, we're... I mean, Tiki Queen Management is working on it. DP Atlas uh, is going to be... Is, is not really much of a... It's not really going to be much of the... Um, yeah. Just the nature of the business itself is not going to be much of a... That and a sense. forward Instagram, Facebook, all that. But right. um, we will make sure that there is marketing because it's always got to be important. Right. But uh, Tiki Queen Management is going to be coming up soon. But I mean, everyone can follow me, especially on LinkedIn. If you have any questions or you need like nonprofit con- consultations, because I can do that. Right. Um, I have, I have, I am like, you know, I am educated enough to do that and help you guys around the nonprofit sphere. Just looked at my LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, I have. Um, one of my passions is diversity and inclusion. So that's why I can always be riled up on diversity and inclusion right. stuff. But, right. um, you know, look me up on LinkedIn. It's Mark, M-A-R-C, props to P-R-O-P-S-T. Um, and what else does it say? I don't remember what the link is, but I can always send the link um, for the show notes. But yeah, um, but yeah, just follow me on there or follow me on Facebook. Um, I'm I again, I work at Johnson Health Center in Lynchburg, Virginia. So you can always also find um, information there too, but you know we're going to be out there soon. So you're going to see you're going to see the Instagrams and all of that here soon yeah. with Tiki Queen Management. Oh well, I'm ready um, to go. What's his name? Justin. He posts all the time. He posts the, all the time. The yes. He, he's yes. very heavy. I see. I, I don't think I follow him on Instagram, but most definitely follow him follow him on LinkedIn. And he's forever. If he's posting something, it's about the Johnson Health Center. And I oh yeah, that. and that's what I I'm starting to do too. Is on all the social medias is starting to post a lot about Johnson Health Center because right. we do a lot of good work here. And that's what I, and that's why, that's why I enjoy being here doing what right. I do right. and fundraising is just because right. of what I, I know the mission is important. Right. Yeah. I appreciate that. So, all right, you guys make sure that you check the show notes. I'm going to put all of Mark's connects. If you want to get connected with him on either platforms or um, about either one of his businesses. And um, of course, you know, stay connected with me as well. And um, I just, again, Mark, thank you so much for your time today. And I got two things I need to tell you guys. I'm rooting for your win. (laughs) And I hope that you have the best day ever. Uh Aha!